Welcome to Clarified Butter, the podcast about meals, memories, and milk fats. I'm your host, Amy Allen. Pretty much every afternoon in high school, if we didn't have lacrosse practice or marching band, I'd go over to my best friend Mary Arrow's house. We would watch an episode of Gilmore Girls, and then we'd switch over to the Food Network to be entranced by Ina Garden and Nigella Lawson, or to hate-watch Semi-Homemade with Sandra Lee, just to mock her tablescapes and the way she made mixed drinks to match her blouse. One Saturday, we planned a whole cooking day. We typed up a menu and printed it on cardstock. I don't remember what we named our restaurant, but it was some mashup of words that was trying to sound sophisticated, but ended up actually sounding like a name you'd give a pet dragon. I do remember that we made a really good broccoli and cheese soup and an appetizer called a cheese blossom that had cream cheese and pesto and sun-dried tomatoes and was delicious. We roasted a pork loin with bits of bay leaf sprinkled all over it because we didn't realize that that wasn't an herb you chopped. We had big plans for chocolate truffles, but the chocolate didn't set and we were too exhausted to deal with it. So Mary's wonderful mother whipped it into chocolate mousse while we collapsed in the living room and watched more Food Network. It's been about a decade since cooking day, and now Mary is an actual head chef of a real restaurant. Mary runs the kitchen at 1000 Figs, a popular Mediterranean restaurant in New Orleans. I wasn't able to get all the way to Louisiana, so we caught up on the phone. Call is now being recorded. Wow. Did you hear that? Yep. (laughs) Okay, it's working. Cool. Um, So it's uh, it's official now. It's official. Um. So wait. So you said you're um the head chef now. How long? When did that like officially start? So that officially started in like May of last year. So almost a year now. Crazy. How really? Yeah, mm-hmm. May 1st was my wow. first day, yeah. Yeah. So how long have you been at the restaurant? Um, it opened in, like, November of 2000, and I want to say, f- what year is it? I want to say 14 it opened. <laughs> Would that be two really? and a half years? No. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, almost three years it's been open now. I should know that. So did you, I'm pretty sure it's November. <laughs> yeah. Did you start the fall, like fall slash winter, after we went to see Beyonce? <laughs> yeah. What was I doing when we went to see Beyonce? Um, I think you were still hostessing. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like <laughs> life before and life after Beyonce. Um, yes, that's how I measured. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, that was such a horrible job. Yeah. Um, I think <laughs> it was like the fall after that that summer. What job did you start off with at One Thousand Pigs? Um, I was a server, and mm-hmm. also like one day a week I did prep. Um, so 
So I, I basically, like, had to convince them to give me that job because I was just applying for a server, and that's all I really had experience with. And then mm-hmm. I just remember in the interview, Gavin, the owner, was like, you know, the, the prep jobs are, like, really big and, like, take a lot of work, and, you know, it's, like, really time-consuming and kind of monotonous. And I was like, I really want to do it. I really want to do it. Um, so <laughs> I think they were just, like, they, like, humored me and gave me a chance. Wait. <laughs> they didn't want to hire you as a prep chef with no cooking experience? Yeah, well, I think it was more of, like, they thought that I wouldn't be into it. Um, mm-hmm. Just, like, you know, peeling carrots for an hour and, like, juicing lemons mm-hmm. for two hours. Um, yeah. So they, like, I feel like they were kind of, like, discouraging it. But they gave me a shot, mm-hmm. and I, that was, like, my favorite shift there was prep cook. And, you know, serving, like, serving is great, and I, like, really admire people who do it. I don't have the, I don't have the, like, uh, composure <laughs> to, like, <laughs> not that be much polite. Of an extrovert. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm not that much of an extrovert. And just, like, to just, like, look someone in the face who's, like, being a total jerk and just like try mm-hmm. to meet their every need <laughs> right um yeah not that everyone's a jerk we have a lot of like really cool customers yeah I found that when I when I worked as like a barista and a server that like I'm a I would consider myself a people person mm-hmm. like I definitely like being around people and I'm kind of extroverted but I would just be so exhausted just from even if I didn't have a day that was really like running around a lot, just from talking to that many people yeah. in a day and trying to be as upbeat and friendly to all of them, and especially if people were unhappy about something, right. just maintain that level of enthusiasm. I I would <laughs> um, I found that I like would just get a phrase stuck in my head to just <laughs> respond to everything. And usually mine was, absolutely. (laughs) No matter what anyone like, can I have a sandwich? Absolutely. Like, this is terrible. Absolutely. Sure. And it would just be stuck so that I'd, like, be on the phone with someone else later and still be responding to everything that way. Because it was just how I, like, got through it. Yeah, I say when, like, the times that I do have to go in the dining room and, like, interact with customers, um, I always just am, like, enjoy like that's mine (laughs) (laughs) put something down on the table enjoy and like someone like they occasionally like oh can we have an extra plate and I like find myself like putting the plate down at the table and just be like enjoy and I said that to (laughs) I said that to someone just in like everyday conversation the other day and I was like oh god I sound so horrible (laughs) yeah mine was absolutely in gotcha like gotcha (laughs) That's gotcha. problem. Gotcha. <laughs> you like became Midwestern. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but I don't think I would be any better at like, yeah, chopping carrots for an hour. I think I would find that monotonous. Like, what do you like about doing that? Yeah, I I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it, it does get monotonous, but it's like. I find a lot of enjoyment in, like, the physicality of it and just, mm-hmm. like, it's 
like a time where you can like zone out and clear your mind and just do something and not be thinking about anything or it's like also a time where you can like have some thoughts about you know whatever like, <laughs> life and yeah. basketball and all the important things um, <laughs> yeah so I mean that's what I, I like about it I like chopping it's like a meditation almost you know yeah yeah I guess uh I'll feel that way about like cooking in general Mm-hmm. But I've never had to do just like one task like that for a really long time. But you did. How long were you a prep chef before you um, got to do other stuff? Maybe like not that long. Probably like three months or maybe maybe a tad longer. Um, but mm-hmm. when I was, <laughs> they like I don't know exactly what went through their minds, but um, I think when I was serving and like running back and forth between the dining room and the kitchen, I would, like, find myself just, like, staring at the line cooks, <laughs> just, like, very <laughs> intensely, like, watching what they were doing. It was just so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. It's fascinating. So I think they probably picked up on that, and they're like, do you want to try it? <laughs> I was like, yeah. Um, and when you're a line cook, you get to do a lot of the other parts of preparing like yeah. actual cooking on with flames and things. Yeah. So it's it's yeah, there's like some flame stuff. There's like some flat top stuff. There's a lot of mm-hmm. at the restaurants that I work at, there's like a lot of like salads and um mm-hmm. and like colder stuff and then there's some fried stuff which is mm-hmm. I work in front of the fryers. Um but yeah, it's uh it's kind of crazy because I feel like when I go out to eat at a restaurant, I think like the people on the line are like the people who are responsible for how good my food tastes, but it's really just like not that at all. I mean, I'm sure some restaurants are like much more like from scratch on the line, like cooking to order, but we have a lot of things since we're like more of a Mediterranean, like Middle Eastern type of restaurant. Mm -hmm. There's like a lot of like dips and ingredients that are prepped out beforehand. So y'all cook Mediterranean food. There's a lot more, like, cold food and salads and things. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Have you, like, since you've been, like, cooking professionally, like, has that changed how you think about cooking and, like, preparing food for other people? Because that's always something you like to do. Yeah. It's way different. I would. It's, like... Yeah, I don't know. It's totally, um, it's more about, like, speed and, like, efficiency, I would say, mm-hmm. in the kitchen um, at work. And it's, like, more even about, like, communication with the people that you're working with. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, it's way different. It's like an adrenaline rush and, um, yeah, it's, like, so high energy and exciting, and I feel like that's totally opposite from when I, like, cook at home. When I cook at home, I, like, try to do it as, like, slowly as possible, you know, and, like, make a pie or whatever and or bake and, like, just do something that's, like, super relaxing <laughs> because mm-hmm. that's just so different from work. Like, work is just, like, fast, fast, fast. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's definitely, it's a whole different experience. Other than just the meditative quality of cooking, what 
do you enjoy about cooking professionally that is different from like just how you've always enjoyed preparing food? Um, I was thinking about this the other day because I was like trying to explain to someone who we were potentially hiring like why it's fun, <laughs> um, uh-huh. and. They and I was just like, ah, it's really. I mean, like what I said, it's high energy and like super exciting. But the w- way that I keep finding like things that are like very, um, I don't know, like ways that I can improve and like better like myself at my job is the communication mm-hmm. with people because I'm like talking. I'm like running the line and I'm talking to servers and I'm talking to the dishwasher and I'm talking to like two different line cooks. So it's just like, what's the best way to communicate with different people? And it's even like, I don't know, it's crazy. I'll be talking to someone right behind me and have to like differentiate like that communication with whoever is like running food. I don't know. It's Mm -hmm. it's like really like mind game and you can only I think what I like about it is, like, it really puts you, like, directly in the moment. <laughs> like, there's no <laughs> space to worry about, like, other things. Um, yeah. And just, yeah. And I think it's, and it, what I also like about it is, like, it's so hectic and crazy in the kitchen. And, but, like, just, mm-hmm. like, remembering that the point is to, like, make a very beautiful and delicious plate of food that someone is just... <laughs> relaxed and enjoying in the dining room and doesn't really even have to think about like the way it was prepared you know it's like that Mm -hmm. it's just they just want to like enjoy it and eat it yeah what you're saying about like when things are running so quickly and you're figuring out how to make them function as smoothly as possible like how like I feel that way sometimes about comedy Mm -hmm. like that when you're really like connecting with the the people that you're performing with and people are watching you on stage. It's like, there's no room to be anything but present. Mm -hmm. That's why I really like doing it because you can't be distracted by other thoughts or preoccupations or worrying about what work is going to be like or what you, how you have to clean your house or like the (laughs) list of emails you haven't answered. Like you can only think about what you're doing right at that moment and it sounds like right. a similar thing it's like you have to com- be communicating with everyone so well and paying such so much attention to like the food you're preparing that it's just like there's n- nowhere to be but right here yeah <laughs> so, yeah like, everything totally. will fall apart yeah and I, I <clears throat> tend to be like a very like in my head kind of person and mm-hmm. that situation just like totally brings you out of it because it's like I'm talking so much it's like whatever's running through my head I'm gonna say out loud and (laughs) like it just like becomes like silly and funny at some point because it's just like whatever babble or like you know (laughs) just train of thoughts that are rolling through my head it just like comes out um (laughs) it's great it gets like really silly especially at the end of the night when everyone's just exhausted and like um (laughs) you know the name on the ticket is some like impronounceable like just crazy name and you're like who Mm -hmm. is this i don't know it's it becomes like a like 
you know, giggly slumber party. You know, that kind of like delirium <laughs> yes. of like, you didn't I'm, sleep I'm and you're familiar. so excited. Yeah. I've like, been on band trip. <laughs> it's exactly like that. Yeah. Every night. <laughs> um, but, uh, but you've always liked to cook. Like, I remember when we lived together in college being so amazed that I would come home and you'd be like plating a beautiful like roast beets or something <laughs> just for yourself. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Yeah. Do you think that that was because your mom cooked so much? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I people ask me this question a lot and I don't necessarily like have a great answer. I just like it feels like something that I really love to do. And, yeah, my mom, like, that was just always so natural. You know, I had friends, mm-hmm. like, once I got into high school that made it, like, incredibly apparent to me that my family was not normal, you know? Like, <laughs> like not <laughs> like not every mother, like, baked brownies, you know, or a pie or whatever. Like, we literally ate mm-hmm. at home probably 90% of the time, and she would just, like, make mm-hmm. an amazing meal. And it was, like, different every mm-hmm. night, and there would be dessert, and there would be, like, homemade ice cream or, like, homemade bread. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, and I guess it just seems really natural, and she was kind of very, like, elegant about it, and, it, like, it never looked like my mom was stressed in the kitchen. She really, I don't know, she might say differently, but as, like, a child and, like, now as an adult, like, romanticizing all of it. Um, she just, like, looked so comfortable, like, in front of yeah. the stove and, like, baking. And she does. She, like, loves to do it. Um, mm-hmm. And I that must have just, like, somehow rubbed off on me. I don't know. She's she's way – I feel like she's way more of, like, a natural at it um, than I am. But I think I that just, like, inspired me. And, like, everything just looked so beautiful that she made. Mm-hmm. You know, she pulled out whatever out of the oven, and it looked like, you know, it should be in gardening done or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, um, I don't I don't know. And then in college, I guess it was, like, when I started, like, working at the farmer's market or just, like, mm-hmm. even, like, being outside of, like, dorm room life, I like mm-hmm. to cook. And remember when I made you that birthday cake? That was that was a very proud moment. Yes, that was amazing. <laughs> you made me a chocolate a chocolate birthday cake with mocha frosting and raspberries. <laughs> like the whole top was covered in raspberries. I look at a picture of it sometimes. I still have a picture of it. <laughs> yeah, that was the best great. cake I've think... ever eaten. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. I was like. That was definitely, like, my mom inspired because she would, every yeah. birthday, she would just, like, ask me what I wanted, like, to eat mm-hmm. on my birthday for a cake. And I would just, like, mm-hmm. name crazy flavors. So I would be like, M&M's and lemon or, like, um, <laughs> I don't know, ice cream cake with uh, brownies. And she would just, like, make it. And she had this um, birthday cake, like, catalog. I'm pretty sure it was, uh-huh. like, birthday cakes that you would order. Um, but she wouldn't order them. She would just like let me pick out one of them, and then she would just try to make it <laughs> and make it look like that, and like make it really tall. 
So that, I feel like, when I made your birthday cake, I was, like, I don't know. Channeling. My mom. Yeah. Yeah. And that was probably one of the first things that, like, I didn't really use. Like, I mashed up a bunch of different recipes or Mm -hmm. something. I don't know. It felt like a moment. You, like, created your own. Yeah. Yeah. It was so good. (laughs) <laughs> um, I remember you also making like a peach up peach and lavender upside down cake. Oh uh, god. And yeah. You you went whenever you needed rosemary or lavender, you'd like bike over to Crook's Corner and steal <laughs> <laughs> from I the like bushes that. that they had outside of the restaurant from their like garden there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. That was really good too. Do you remember that event? That was, like, out of, I don't know, like, like an indie movie or something. With just... What, oh, the... The, the farm uh, was dinner? Was that for the... Oh, it was, it was the 4th of July, and the Carborough Farmer's Market had a, like, 4th of July potluck. Is yeah. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. And it was and just, they, like, on that beautiful farm, and it was, like, sunset... And it was just and all the a most, mariachi like, band, yeah. <laughs> and it was like all the most like beautiful people. I don't know. Everyone was just like yeah, very beautiful natural farm people making beautiful yeah. farm food. Yeah, and, like so pretty good. little toddlers running around in overalls and no shirt and like yeah, <laughs> and yeah. The homemade and fireworks then they had homemade fireworks in a cornfield, <laughs> which is like maybe not great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, yeah, but that was beautiful. Yeah, and delicious. Mm-hmm. There's nothing so like uh, a potluck with people who like grow food, and like yeah. their whole life is food. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Because it is. I do think it's awesome how you have ended up making a career out of food when you were studying in college, environmental science, <laughs> and you like environmental stuff, but. Clearly, always you were like had a foot in the food world with working in gardens and working at the farmers market. Like, do you still yeah. sort of connect those two things, like the environmental world and the food world? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, yeah, I I guess. I mean, what I studied was like environmental, like public health. And I feel like there's no mm-hmm. way of, like, talking about food and not, like, obviously involving public health. And also, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, we try to, at the restaurant, we try to buy as much as um, we can locally. And so it has, mm-hmm. like, really great connections with, like, local farmers. And um, and I go to the farmer's market, you know, two or three times a week and buy stuff for the <laughs> restaurant. Um Mm-hmm. So I feel like in that way it's still really connected. Um, but yeah, it's it's. I feel like when I was growing up or like kind of in college and doing that kind of thing, I I always thought that like the sciency thing would be like my job, and then mm-hmm. the like food thing would be like my like passion, you know? But probably not financially um like viable um Mm -hmm. so yeah no it's interesting that it's just I totally like drops the the like 
I don't know, I was like consulting for a while there, and that was like not not what I loved. And that like food <laughs> sending like, emails that wasn't your <laughs> no, that was my jam. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, food puns. Um, but yeah, and 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 that like I, what actually like I'm able to do full time is like the food part of it. But yeah, I think mm-hmm. I think like the whole like public health school. Um, mm-hmm. I think that still kind of runs through my mind all the time, and and I and I think also, um, with like thinking like just like thinking about how a business works, and like you're providing people with something that they they need to live. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. like not necessarily, they don't need to like eat at your restaurant to live, but like food is just such a basic need. Um, mm-hmm. that also like when you kind of have a business surrounding it, you can like think about public health in like, in like a food access kind of way. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Do you feel like that's like, like, or it seems like when you talk about your plans, or your dreams and schemes, Mm -hmm. Um, like, ultimately thinking about, yeah, food access and getting people good food that's grown responsibly is, like, Mm -hmm. a goal. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, And also, yeah, just, like, making it, I don't know. I don't I don't exactly know where restaurants come into that whole whole thing yet, but I'm like trying mm-hmm. to figure it out. <laughs> um because yeah. I like I, mean, I also big... understand it's like yeah, you're running a business and like in order to sustain yourself you have to like make some money. Um mm-hmm. but like where where's like like could there be a business who like sees it's like dual responsibility as to like provide people with food but also like make it accessible and also like continue to like sustain as a business and like mm-hmm. a financial operate I don't know um yeah it's it's a, it's a complicated <laughs> like <it's> complicated <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah you still garden down there though right what like um what are you growing um, well, let me tell you what's in my garden right now, and that is one cucumber plant. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, see, okay, here's what happened. The, like, sprouting seeds time came, mm-hmm. like, right before Mardi Gras season. So mm-hmm. I, like, you know, I had all these grand ambitions to, like, plant all these things, and I did plant these little seedlings. And then Mardi Gras happened, like the two. And then parade. <laughs> parade. And so I like kind of neglected my little seeds. But we have one cucumber oh. that survives, and I feel like that there's like great things ahead for that cucumber plant because it <laughs> <laughs> it's the one. Like, <laughs> like cool so much tzatziki sauce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> And, yeah, but I also have some, like, basil and, like, little fun things, like bronze fennel and um, some thyme and, mm-hmm. yeah, some other little things. It's Some fruit yeah, trees? Funny. Some what? Fruit trees? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
we have um, a lemon, a Meyer lemon, a Persian mm-hmm. lime, and then a Satsuma, which is a, like, local variety of um, kind of orange, like a smaller, sweet um, orange, like almost like a little clementine, but not exactly. Really, really yeah. good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, yeah, what, I mean, I feel like when when my brother and then when you moved down to New Orleans, I discovered a whole, like, world of food that I had, <laughs> I had known about gumbo. I had, like, vaguely known about po' boys b- before actually going to New Orleans. But, like, mm-hmm. being there, there's so much food that's so specific to that place. Like, mm-hmm. what's your favorite, like, New Orleans food that you've discovered since you've <laughs> been an actual, like, local? Um, gosh, I love, like, the places that are, like, weird combinations, and this doesn't seem weird anymore, but, like, when I first got down here, it was, like, po'boys and Chinese food, like, one place, and Mm -hmm. so, or, like, crawfish and fried rice, something like that, um, Mm -hmm. so I love going to those places and just getting, like, you know, fried chicken, but then also, like, some egg rolls and, Um, fried rice I also love like I didn't realize at all before I got down here like how much uh, Vietnamese food there was I mean there's a pretty big Vietnamese population so um, there's like great options for Vietnamese food Um, like Mm -hmm. pho and banh mi and um, yeah just any anything there's like these huge restaurants out like on the west bank um and they're amazing. Um, yeah. So that kind of thing I love. And then it's just like an ever like evolving quest to just like find the best like new like New Orleans, quote unquote New Orleans food. Like mm-hmm. where's the best gumbo or where's the best like etouffee or um I don't know. Mostly for all my friends who ask. <laughs> because yeah. I just, yeah. like, I don't, I don't eat, like, a ton of, of that. I, I basically don't go to, like, the, the restaurants that are super iconic. New Orleans, mm-hmm. you know, like Commander's Palace or, um, Galtois or some of those other bigger places. Um, but yeah, I think, like, the Vietnamese stuff was, like, the biggest. Yeah, the other stuff you have to, like, have a tally of so you can make recommendations. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And also, like, the funny, like, kind of Cajun, or, like, I'm not sure if it's, like, Cajun or Creole slash Italian food. Um, Mm. And that, and, like, when you go to, like, an old school, like, kind of southern Italian place and you get, like, a bunch of spaghetti or, like, macaroni, sometimes they put, like, they put like red sauce on it, but they call it red gravy. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just like, yeah, it's just kind of quintessential, like good old boy, like Louisiana. Um, I don't know. Louisiana Italian? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I remember like when I took food and American culture in college, like having to spend like a lot of time talking about. New Orleans because of all of the, because it is like 
so many cultures coming together. Like yeah. fusion before fusion was a thing. Is <laughs> like what yeah. Creole and Cajun food is. Is like trying mm-hmm. to mix like European, like Spanish and Italian and French and mm-hmm. African and Caribbean food like all together. Yeah. And yeah. So good. <laughs> And then really now, good. even more people coming, it just, like, keeps happening with Chinese, mm-hmm. Chinese food and Vietnamese food and, like, mm. Yeah. So good. I love to come to New Orleans and just eat and drink and nap and listen to music <laughs> and eat and nap and eat and nap uh-huh. and listen to some music and nap. <laughs> There's so much I guess it's not eat. what it's like to live there. No. I wish. <laughs> No, but um, it's, it's it's also interesting because like there's there's just like so like New Orleans is like you know an iconic like food city and that's just like mm-hmm. that in itself also continues to like breed like new places and new like people that come down to open a restaurant um, and it's like something totally different and yeah I don't know there's always a new place opening it's so yeah. hard to keep up. But yeah, you mentioned I mean, Caribbean food, and that uh-huh. like that's a very like recent discovery for me. There's this like kind of newish restaurant that opened up, and it's it's kind of like Caribbean food, and it's amazing, so good. <laughs> uh, I can't. It's just yeah. I'm like my mouth watering <laughs> just thinking about it. Uh, is there anything that you can't get there? Like, that you miss? Oh, man. Yeah. I miss good barbecue. There's mm-hmm. there's barbecue, but there's, it's, I don't know, it's not as good. Like, there's this one place where you can go, and they, like, have the barbecue, and they, but they give you, like, five different sauces that you can put on it. You know, one of, one of them's, like, the North Carolina, um, or, like, what they call, like, the North Carolina sauce. Um, mm-hmm. and it's just not, it's just not as good. It's, <laughs> they try, but it's not as good. And then I was just thinking about, <clears throat> like, I don't know, pimento cheese, mm-hmm. I would say. I mean, we were just talking about that, but yeah, they don't, I, I did like a burger pop up a couple years ago mm-hmm. and I did a pimento cheese burger. And uh-huh. I wasn't working in the front, but someone told me that, like, everyone's asking what it is. And I was just shocked. Right. And no one ordered it. <laughs> no. Yeah. Not, pimento cheeseburgers are so good. I know. <laughs> I know. Um, and I miss, like, um, like Carolina-style uh, hot dogs and hamburgers. You know, it's like mm-hmm. coleslaw and like chili or something. Chili and slaw and ketchup yeah. and mustard. Yeah, mm-hmm. I miss that. I miss that. That was, yeah. That's really good. I feel like the coleslaw down here is not quite the same. You can't get like any of that like vinegar, like barbecue vinegar sauce coleslaw. That's just mm-hmm. so good. Yeah, the like kind of red colored coleslaw. Coleslaw. Uh huh. Uh huh. And I was thinking also about um that place that we used to go to get like BLTs. What was that? Oh Merritt's? Yes. 
Yeah. In Chapel Hill, Mary. Yeah, I go there for lunch still sometimes. <laughs> I don't understand how they have fresh tomatoes all the time, like really good <laughs> tomatoes all the time. What sort yeah. of magic that place yeah. has that their yeah. bacon is always the just right amount of crispy and their tomatoes are always like summertime tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's perfect. And, Someone and sold their soul to the devil. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. We're lucky down here. I guess lucky. I don't know. We're l- down here. Like tomato season is very extended because mm-hmm. it's just so warm, and um, and even when it's cold, like hot house tomatoes are usually available mm-hmm. at the farmers market. But I feel I was thinking about this the other day. It takes like the joy of like being in North Carolina and like waiting for tomato season mm. and then like finally mm-hmm. we get like the perfect tomato and just like standing over the kitchen sink and like eating like <laughs> the juiciest tomato sandwich and you just have like mayonnaise and like tomato juice dripping down your face <laughs> you've earned it yeah. that yeah that actually just happened to me not with tomatoes but with strawberries that uh, this this past saturday was the first saturday i've been to the farmer's market and there were like beautiful strawberries there mm-hmm. and I was so excited and I got myself a court and I like I just recently went to Seagrove Pottery for the first time uh-huh. like North Carolina Pottery and I got yeah. a berry bowl which is like a bowl with um holes in the bottom to like a colander but then it has a saucer so that you don't have to transfer your berries out of it to oh like, yeah put them on the table um, and I thought it was really cute, and I was like, I can't wait to get some berries to put in my new berry bowl. I got these beautiful, gigantic bread strawberries, and I took them home, and I bit into it, and it was, they're not good yet. Oh, <laughs> no. like, not so bummer. disappointing. They're, like, you know, just kind of, like, too sour and not, not, didn't hit the mark at all because it's still, like, a month too early. For good strawberries, but I feel like this experience will make when I get the good strawberries like even better. And then yeah. I'll go buy all the strawberries and make all the strawberry scones and everything <laughs> like that. Yes. So my last question is uh if you have a favorite toast or blessing that you say or have heard said before meals. Um Yeah. Uh, the, we, it, yeah, so we weren't very. Like, <laughs> <laughs> my mom would be laughing right now because we just, like, <laughs> didn't really. Um, but except for when I was really little, I remember saying like, um, <clears throat> "We love our bread, we love our butter, but most of all, we love each other." Amen. <laughs> oh, that's adorable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was really cute. <laughs> um, well, that's amazing. Uh, thank you so much for doing this, Mary. Thank you. I'm excited to do it. Clarified Butter is produced by Ashley Melzer and me, Amy Allen. 
To learn more about our guest and about us, visit clarifiedbuttershow.com or keep the conversation going on Twitter and Instagram at Clarified And by all means, don't forget to hit subscribe. Until next time, eat what you like and say thank you. Thank you.